this was definitely one of those songs where like I was afraid my mom would catch me watching the music video. Oh yeah, I did. On one of six and park countdown. Nice. <laughs> I love how orchestral this intro is. Like just rap used to be. I know, yeah. <laughs> I love this this track. This was like the first time I heard a dude rap rhyme a whole verse. Dead right. and yeah, you're right. You're and right. I was like, yeah. I love that uh, underscore string line. This is such a weird song. It's amazing. Also, when it, the beat kind of like right here. This Honestly, it's cool. It's like, there's a lot more going on in the music side, but it's got a lot of energy. It's got that 808 woodblock sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what? I mean, dude, Manny Fresh is sick. He's the best. Yeah. Like, when we talk about, like, a track having, like, energy, this is the definition. But it's pretty smartly arranged, too. Yeah. It has, like, a few distinct parts that all kind of flow together. <laughs> also, what a great chorus, the lyrics. Yeah. Back that ass up. One of the great radio edits, too, Back That Thang Up, is oh, just nice. as cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was thinking about that. <laughs> that's awesome it, i can i can see manny fresh like playing this on an npc in my mind's eye that's yeah like i can just see it happening yeah. <laughs> welcome to listen to this a podcast in which we talk about songs we like we research what they mean how they were recorded why they were written why we like them and why you should listen to this so listen to this taking over for the nine nine in the two thousand. hey the juvenile classic song "Back That Ass Up." <laughs> I don't. It's like should as. I? It's as, yeah. It's as. as. It's this was back in the in the early days. I think of digital, like pe- everybody having access to computers, and everybody was really enraptured with the idea that you could mispronounce, you could misspell things, right? Right, like as with two Z's. Everyone's right. like that shit's fire, right? You know what? I always was. I always thought was really funny is whenever you'd get like a thing like. You'd f- there'd be a restaurant that's like crispy, crunchy chicken. And it's like, you know they want to do it. Right. Cr- with all K's, <laughs> but they... <laughs> <laughs> um, released on June 11th, 1999, this song peaked at number one on the charts. This is a number wow, one hit 99? song. Yeah. Yeah. June 99. There still exists a general state of either denial, complacency, or even apathy about both the reality and the potential effects of watching Earth. Wow. Number one hit song. This no is one of the shit. highest selling rap albums of all time, 400 Degrees. And it's uh, it's pretty much, I wouldn't say that it's like lost. Because people are very aware of the song and probably Slow Motion and, and some other ones. Yeah. But it's like you don't really hear this album talked about a lot. Yeah. It's really good. Huh. Um, this The song was produced by the legendary Manny Fresh. And it also introduced the world to a young rapper who went by the name of Lil Wayne. What up, blood? Yep. And this wasn't juvenile from New Orleans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And this is where this is actually the song that is credited with popularizing the expression "drop it like it's hot." 
No shit. Yeah, Lil Wayne comes on at the end and says and it. says oh. it and says a few things, and that's like where it just I, like I'm sure it existed before, but this is like when the it pop was pop culture. Mm-hmm. Wow. So this is New Orleans bounce music is what it's called, right. which is basically like their version of crunk music. I know that yeah. like somebody can explain to me how it's different. It has more in line with like the secondhand culture. So like the drums are a little. Yeah, it sounds a little bit more fast. It sounds more fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, in in Atlanta, it's like it's more. The sound comes from marching band mm-hmm. culture, and in New Orleans, it's like second line, which gotcha. is kind of like the those like parades that they have with oh, people playing the drums. Right, you're right, you're so right. it is a little bit faster. Um, this was the first time this type of music was in mainstream America, like ever. So thanks to thanks to Manny Fresh. Wow. Um, he's he is awesome. Did you ever go see him DJ at the L Bar? No, no, I've never seen it, but I know he. I know he. I know, he, I know, he, I know you could find him down there. Though. Yeah, um, he Manny Fresh produced every song for Cash Money Records without using samples. Wow. Yeah, he was one of the first cats to just be like, I, every time I do a sample, I got to pay some guy. Yeah. So I'll just learn how to make them all on my own and do it. Yeah. Genius. No, Manny Fresh. I mean, he's like one of the legendary premier like beat makers. You know, it's just, yeah. he's, he's an icon, like a, Ru- like a Mount Rushmore of beat makers. You got to include Manny Fresh. I think he's one, he's one of the best. And a lot of it has to do with like this album, but yeah. he, what, what's really cool about him is his just like output is legendary. Like how many records he's yeah. worked on. I and mean, that era of him and, and the cash money and the little way. It's crazy. Yeah. There are like 4 million cash money releases and they all have that same cover. Yeah. You know what I'm talking oh, of course, about? Of course. Um, what's it called? I wish I had the name. Did you? I've got to show you. No, the the name of the company that did those covers, all the like masterpiece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I can just see it in my head. (laughs) Juvenile admits he wasn't initially sold on this song. He and his cohort felt they were making uh, a song like for women. Right. And didn't realize it would be for everyone. Right. Um, Quote I didn't want Back That Ass Up to be a single. I wanted it to be the street, that tougher, hardcore motherfucker. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I understand. I get it. Yeah. 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 I get it. I get it. Yeah. He was going. He was strange. I never thought about that. But apparently, it's like uh, being hardcore wasn't like making him a lot of money. Yeah. So he's quoted saying, "Quote, uh, my brother said, quote, you need to make songs for the women. That's your selling point. I'm glad they forced me into the whole back that ass up thing. Yeah. I mean, it's it's it goes without saying. I've had I've had multiple people. I've overheard multiple people say that like if you you know. You can make songs for men and, you know, yeah. men will listen. And then, you know, you'll make songs for women and men will listen because it's what the women are exactly. listening to. Exactly. It's true. It's- Hello, ladies. It's always a good, that's always like how I knew I was like in a band that was on to something. Yeah. Um, although like for like a long time in my career, I was like playing for lesbian audiences. And I was also like, I don't know what's going on here. Does right. the same thing apply? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it does. I think it does. I think it's because, like, women are, like, trendsetters when it comes to music. They're, like, generally the first to jump on, like, new movements with a ton of energy. I feel like dudes are a little, uh, like, kind of weighed in the water. I agree They're like, I don't know if this is cool. Yeah, I mean, there are entire genres of music that seem geared to to men, and they never perform that successfully. No, it's all about, you know, if if men will listen, if if women listen, because men want to. Do what the women are doing. This you know? song does like get me pretty pumped though. It's like a, it's like such a great workout song, and it was such a funny video when I was a kid. It oh, was I'm just sure. like so many butts. Nice. I was like, New Orleans looks cool. <laughs> I was like, they got butts there, 
Um, like nine years old. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, it'd be like the Bombs Over Baghdad Outcast video. Oh, and nice. I, and yeah, I, yeah, I was yeah. like, where is that in Atlanta? I have not seen purple flowers anywhere. Right, right. I've lived in the city for a few years. <laughs> I think like the, the thing that I want to really like probe your brain about with this song is um, just like, how do, how do you think they recorded this verse? Because nowadays when you, re- when you record a rap song, a lot of times you're just kind of doing it pastiche style, right? Like, right. This dude's doing a line. He's writing a line. You think he just ran? He just did that whole take. Yeah, it sounds it, like he'd recorded the whole song in one breath. That's what it literally sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the. It's hard. Like when when you're like a fast. Like this is like a f- more up tempo fast rap. Yeah, it's hard to punch in on tape. It's like it takes a special person to be able yeah. not just like the engineer, but the person actually rapping. It's hard. Like you have to maintain the same tone, come at the right at the same time, and the engineer's got to punch it in just right. Where I feel like, you know, in 99, it was probably, you know, you would do verses down. Like, you would do your verse. Yeah. Stop. Do it again. Stop. Do it again until you... And then, you know, maybe you can make a comp out of that. It feels like a take. That's why it was like, oh, it's kind of interesting. Because I'm like, it feels like a performance where sometimes, like, when I listen to a modern rap song, I'm always like, the vocal sounds good or whatever. Yeah. But I'm never like, I never think there's a dude just going for it. Never. Yeah. Like, today's today's hip-hop music is almost, uh, almost... almost always cut line yeah, by yeah. line by line by line. It's Which, just, it's rare for someone just to go in there and spit a verse. It's hard because they perfect, it's like as we perfect things, and I'm I'm using air quotes, nobody can see, but as we like perfect things in the recording process, we, we force all the other things to be perfected. So it was like probably once like quantization on the computer got really good with the beats, mm-hmm. this shit sounded weird unless your vocals were like almost like, quantize on it with it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, it makes and, sense whereas back then it was just kind of like it feels good okay go for it cut, yeah. cut your thing oh yeah. it sounds good and like i do sort of miss those days I, like maybe we're chasing this idea of perfection in the recording process that is like really not the point kind of a deep thing to think about with back that ass up but yeah here we are that's what listening yeah, to this I mean, is all about <laughs> yeah but i mean it's like anytime you put anything under the microscope it's so easy to pick out what it's like sh- yeah. shortcomings and it's especially easy in a recording studio. And sometimes like what you, they try to teach you in recording and when you're learning to make records is what not to fix. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and less so in, in hip hop because, in, you know, in hip hop, like, you know, the beats are usually programmed by the computer and you do your vocals. But a lot of times like in like recorded music, you know, if someone makes a weird little fumble on a guitar or something, it's yeah. almost like those are like the endearing moments that make it real. Yeah, and I think know? that I think it makes it like the example I always think of with this is like that Green Day song, mm. Good Riddance, right? Mm. The time of your life. Yep. How he starts playing it and he fucks up and he goes, Fuck. Fuck. Yeah. And then he play, starts playing it again and it's like, damn, that song made that, it's like that little bit of that song makes that song different than the millions of other songs that sound that have the same chord progression yeah. or about the same thing. And it's like, it also made it seem more sense in their catalog because yeah. it was like a little punk move. It was, it was cool. That's like one of my favorite parts of that song. Yeah, yeah. It's also reminiscent of the Christina Aguilera, um, the end of the song, you can hear the headphone bleed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's just all... like, but you leave it in there because it's just like, it's, it's there's something about it. Yeah. Ah, oh, we got to do that more. That's why, that's why I like when you leave in me fucking up in the podcast. Oh I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. Like, that's what I'm it's like. Real, yeah. it's funny, I'm like, yeah. that's right. I don't fu- now. People know I don't fuck up that much. Every you really mistake don't, yeah. you hear, I leave all is the, the ones I in. make. Yeah, I leave mistakes <laughs> in. I think mistakes need to be left in. So, like, I guess, guess, like, I just want to ask you this question, and I tried to do a little bit of research on it, and I could not find anything. I have my own thoughts, but 
like, why do you think hip hop was so orchestral at some point? Like there are like cellos, violin yeah. sections. Like there's like a, like a timpani. Dum dum. It's like why? <laughs> why is that happening? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just I I think it's just like Manny Fresh is like just he's just on yeah. a different level, man. I think it was cool. It's like I think these dudes were like really inspired by like it, all the early hip hop was like pretty inspired by like club music, mm-hmm. and then I think like hip hop got kind of gritty. And I think that's where the orchestral stuff came in. But it's just funny that they like associate orchestral music with like grittier hip hop because when you think about the people who play orchestral music, it's yeah, like it's pretty the opposite, yeah, right? You're right. No, it's interesting. <laughs> I've always liked the big like church bell gong. Oh yeah, yeah, gong. that's so great when it sounds like a children of Bodom song yeah, about yeah, to yeah, start yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like Iron those. Maiden. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this podcast. Please spread the word about the podcast in real life. Tell your friends. We're on Instagram, Patreon, etc. We got a playlist on Spotify with all the songs and episodes from their corresponding seasons. Let us know how we're doing and what songs you want us to do episodes about. Thanks for listening to this.